full full disclosure for listeners out there um Uh we watched this movie about two months ago i think we did find out okay but i don't remember i don't remember either yeah, I'm not yeah. justifying him blowing up his parents or anything, but he didn't exactly get like he didn't have a great upbringing. Jim Varney trying to make jokes. Full disclosure, I fell asleep for a little bit. <laughs> Pants optional in the gloom cave. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hey Vern, It's a Podcast. I'm here with Corey. Know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so last time we talked about uh, Ernest Scared Stiff, <laughs> and uh, this time we went back to the beginning. All all the way to pre-Ernest. Well, Ernest had been showing up in commercials at this point, but it was the pre-Ernest Goes movies. Uh, the movie that we're going to talk about tonight is Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. A title which just flows right off the tongue. <laughs> You're not going to trip over that one at all. This this movie is obviously a low-budget movie. Mm-hmm. Very low-budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, we watched it for free on Amazon Prime. Uh, I'll, I'll go to you, our historian, of just kind of the general recap of what the movie actually is about. Okay. So, um, we open with, um, a thunderstorm of credits. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Where, uh, yep. you will once again see the name John Cherry in, yes. in the credits under writer, director. This is, it's the first Ernest movie, but it's not an Ernest movie. No, it's like not we really said. an Ernest movie. So it opens up on, uh, Dr. Otto who is a mad scientist. He is in a like secret evil lair inside of a mountain. And he's talking about how he is working on world domination and surrounded by ladies, like basically the um, cheesy magician assistant. Yeah. Like a mix of a magician's assistant and the lady that's standing on the side of the wrestling ring. Yep. With with a little bit of a uh, woman dancing on car in eighties metal music yeah, video thrown in, I just <laughs> at this at this point we should probably um, discuss the elephant in the room or um, the hand growing out of the head, as it were. <laughs> Doctor Otto just has a hand growing out of his head, and it's not just gently sitting on top of his head; it's like constantly moving and flexing its fingers and. Uh, we looked it up on IMDb. There is an actor credited oh, really? as uh, Dr. Otto's <laughs> head hand. That's just some dude. He hung out in the back of Dr. Otto's like costume. Just followed him around. Stuck his hand up the neck hole, and he, he was uh, Dr. Otto's head hand. I would really like to know if it's pants optional for him, too. <laughs> At the beginning of the movie, I definitely got a big Captain EO vibe. But much lower budget. Oh, I was actually, yeah, yeah. while watching it, I even, one of my notes is, where are the silhouettes? Like, I was looking for Tom Servo and Crow, like, down at the bottom, <laughs> because this movie needed commentary. I mean, it like, was kind of us. It, it yeah. Um, and I, and not that the Ernest movies are necessarily, like, A movies. But they, 
they were much closer than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this movie is a hard B. Yeah, like it is a true B movie. Yeah, super low budget. The plot does not make a whole lot of sense. No, no. Um, it starts. It starts with, yeah. um, like I said, Doctor Otto is working on world domination, and he so he fires off his gloom beam. Um, the gloom beam is named that for reasons I can't explain to you. Um, Bring gloom among amongst people, I'm guessing. It uh, it destroys anything and everything money-related in the world. It shoots it in various cities and destroys everything, um, like credit card machines, yep. ATM machines, Thanks. like everything stock market-related, like the gloom beam just destroys it. It literally blows up a child's piggy bank. <laughs> um, so. There is one point at a gas station or a mechanic or something um, who is played by the same guy as uh, Bobby Tulip. I'll just throw that out there right now. Bobby's got one of those uh, credit card machines that kind of like manual imprint machines. And even that explodes. Like the gloom beam isn't, doesn't worry about electricity or how it's connecting to if it deals with money it explodes it gone <laughs> so the gloom beam shoots over over all over the place starting with um and i quote cincinnati the financial capital of southern ohio <laughs> I have that note on here. <laughs> That's like a direct quote from the movie the financial capital of southern ohio um uh, yeah so Dr. Otto, at this point, has destroyed the world economy, starting with Cincinnati. And he says that ye, someone has to solve his riddle, otherwise he will keep going or something. I don't know. It wasn't 100% clear. At this point, I, I wondered how anyone was going to be able to solve his riddle when no one could understand a word that he was saying. Because Dr. Otto's voice was indecipherable. Oh, yeah. Like, he had this super thick, like, Jim Varney accent that I did not, honestly did not understand a single word of that riddle. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so yeah. I, I have a note here that says, Cool Miniature Skull Island Stop Mo." Stop motion animation. Was that his volcano? I that think he that was, was his volcano so mountain. Kind of like a, and now I'm picturing that I remember they kind of did like an outside shot of it, right? When it would yeah. shoot off the gloom beam. Yeah, I yes. think there was like a skull yeah. type yeah. deal. But yeah, so um, the uh, there is a bank or some building in Cincinnati who have figured out how they're going to solve dr otto's riddle and so they bring in lance sterling who is the hero of dr otto and the riddle of the gloom beam um how do i not even remember lance lance is <laughs> gone the main protagonist of this movie i gotta i don't even remember his picture i'm gonna look it up so there's a flashback because lance sterling is perfectly suited as the opposite of Dr. Otto because Lance and Otto were born on the same day at the same hospital. Um, Lance was born to very loving parents who doted on him. Um, baby Lance, by the way, was played by the same <laughs> actor as adult Lance. 
Um, <laughs> Which I have on my notes here. <laughs> another talking baby. And I also have Baby Ernest's freaky. <laughs> because <laughs> Dr. Otto uh, was not born in the same hospital necessarily so much as in an alley behind the hospital. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, his parents were not great. His parents were not great, and baby Otto was also played by Jim Varney, yeah. who already had the head hand. Yeah, he born with the hand on his head. Um, my notes at this point just say, this movie is dark. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the nurse walks into the alley behind the hospital and says something like, I'm sorry, it lived, and like throws the bundle at the feet of the parents and it like opens up and it's like oh yeah baby Otto. no the movie got super dark super dark um because so then it at some point it flashes forward or flashes back to him growing up and it's christmas Mm -hmm. and dr otto um well 10 year old otto at this point yeah blows up his parents with a christmas present yes yeah, hands them a gift, and his parents are terrible people. Right. And they're unwrapping it, and their house blows up, and he kills both his parents. Right. With it. Because he's Dr. Otto. He's an evil um, person. And I have, it just says pledging allegiance because it's Christmas. I think they say the Pledge of Allegiance before <laughs> That's opening Lance's presents. family. Oh, because that's Lance's, Lance's family, family is that's right. perfect in every way. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, my notes say, <laughs> right next to the note that just says, Dr. Otto is a real dick. <laughs> Part of my language. But that's, I mean, I'm just reading the notes here. Yeah. So at this point, we're probably maybe halfway through the movie. See, you'd think, but we're really just beginning. Like, this oh, is just yeah. the setup of the of the idea of, like, this is what Lance Sterling has to deal with. Um, Lance suddenly picks up a partner. She's a woman. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. This is that's getting together. I don't remember who she was or why she was chosen to be Lance's partner, but they are in a car driving somewhere. So that they can figure out um, where or the riddle, so they can stop Doctor Otto, and I don't remember what the woman says to Lance to cause this reaction. But my favorite line of the movie comes during this car ride when he stops and turns to her and says, "There is not an ounce. <laughs> there is not an course. ounce of fat on my body. I'm on the metric system." <laughs> <laughs> um, but as they're driving, they get too too close to Dr. Otto's lair. I don't know how they would have found his lair, but they were getting too close. So they run into a booby trap, which is like large saw blades cutting the car and like mm-hmm. logs falling and basically destroying the car. And uh, so he gets out of the car and is like, we're having some car trouble. We better go to this nearby house and see if they can give us give us some help. The car literally got sawed in half. So Dr. Otto decides to um, take out Lance and stop Lance by disguising himself. There is a machine in Dr. Otto's lair. Dr. Otto has a robot sidekick. Yes. Who has a large, like, yellow smiley face for a head. And he's just a large robot who's helping him. And so the robot explains that this machine will change 
everything about Dr. Otto. It doesn't just change his clothes and his outfit, but it also will change his voice and his persona. So he gets in the machine and comes out as Outback Ernest. This is one of the characters that we saw in Ernest Scared Stupid yes. when he's going through all the different personalities. These were clearly all just Jim Varney staple characters yes. that he's just been doing. Yeah. But yeah, so Outback Ernest comes and just tries to stop Lance. With the worst mustache ever. Yes. Um, they ended up playing Russian roulette. <laughs> That's right. And Another dark point in the movie. So there's a mercenary daycare Yes, that this that's yes. Outback so, Ernest is so, hiding out with a mercenary daycare. Yeah, so Outback Ernest has somehow recruited a lot of kids. Which where did they come from? Like this is Doctor Otto's like land. Yeah, I get I get he's got he's got his pantsless ladies <laughs> and, and his robot. He's, he's got his robot, but then all of a sudden he's got an army of like kids. Yeah, like elementary school or junior high elementary maybe. school kids who are yeah. training to be mercenaries yeah. and lance sterling is very impressed with how well they're doing at oh, mercenary yeah. school and they and they actually have a sign that says mercenary daycare yep yeah um but they get away somehow i forget exactly um and so they they run there's another quick flashback to when dr otto and lance were in like high school science or junior fair. high going to a science fair um that was actually the origin story of the robot yep um lance sterling for the science fair invented voting or something or a voting booth <laughs> All uh, I, the only note i have is pork through the ages science fair i don't know do you do you know what that means i have no idea me neither a um, tidbit for you guys listening uh, all three four of you yeah, and then they just they don't care about Dr. Otto's science fair project, so he just sets the robot loose on everyone else's. Um, I'm not sure what that flashback did to advance the plot, but it was there. Yeah, they had to show the robot, and like Lance and Dr. Otto have had a rivalry. They've grown up together. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, disguise number two, pirate, uh, pirate captain. Yep. Um, so, because they got away... Dr. Otto has to try to stop Lance again, this time as as a pirate. Now, this time I do have the note of where did all these pirates come from? Because it's not just Dr. Otto as the pirate captain. He's suddenly surrounded by other pirates. Yeah. So, again, like, where did these kids come from? Where does the pirate? I don't know. None it's of a little this. bit like a musical where you just kind of have to let it go and just let it... <laughs> The the pirates, including you know the pirate captain, they tie Lance up and leave him to get eaten by the dump. The dump is some sort of garbage monster. The the pirates tied up Lance. It is dark and they're in the middle of like a swampy like a, woods yeah, area. Like a, yeah, like outside the mercenary day camp daycare area. Yeah, um, so they leave him to get eaten by the dump, but then the dump shows up, and um. Lance knows the dump. Um, he when the dump comes, the the dump again is a garbage monster. Mm-hmm. Comes garbage monstering up, and Lance looks and he goes, <laughs> and Lance looks at him and he goes, Alex, is that you? Oh, they have the note that just says Alex slash Rudy. Because I think they change his name later to Rudy. <laughs> My notes also say in back in parentheses, Rudy? Question <laughs> mark. Lance forgets, and he just gives him a new name, Rudy. 
Rudy the dump man. Uh, but so yeah, Rudy slash Alex slash the dump. Um, let's. Oh wait, yeah, he lets Lance go, and so they get away again. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, Dr. Otto's plans are foiled yet again. And at one point during this, they do an amazing B-movie, freeze the frame, and then fade into the next scene. Yep, yep. I think that might have been when they were getting rid of the pirates because we were kind of like, what? <laughs> They're just done with that? And then it was it was nighttime when they leave him for the dump, and when the dump comes and he's like, Alex, is that you? And then it's daytime when they're like, well, it was good seeing you, Rudy. Like peace out and they they leave so none of none of this makes any sense like ah we only got two more days to shoot this it's day right now let's just finish the pirate scene and just move. let's just chalk this up as a lot so i'll do a freeze frame transition we'll be good yeah uh so then they they continue on their way I'll talk um, to the editor lance and the sidekick lady and um disguise number three of dr otto is old neck brace lady Auntie Nelda? Yep. Okay. Um, she is um, the woman with the neck brace, who is, again, one of Ernest's other personalities when he's going schizophrenic on Ernest Scared Stupid. Um, she owns a restaurant, um, and she invites... Lan- oh, I have the name of the sidekick later. Her name is Doris. Oh, nice. Um, so Lance and Doris are invited to come in and eat dinner at the restaurant, even though it's clearly not a restaurant. It's like a rundown house. Um, and I get a real Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibe from Auntie Nelda, too, because... And she's obviously... Something is wrong there. And uh, <laughs> uh, Doris turns to the... Ca- like looks straight into the camera at this point and says, we don't have a chance. (laughs) My notes here just say movie slows down here. Like honestly, through the, through the mercenary daycare, I was like, this is a horrible movie, but it's fun. Yeah. I'm I'm enjoying it. It was very, the movie slowed down. It was not. Oh, and made less sense. Yeah. Um, so I have a note that says I hope it's cold duck. Any idea? It could be what what she was what feeding she was them serving them instead of people. Yeah, she serves them um, poison, and Doris knows that it's like poison, but they have to eat it because they're like <laughs> forced to. Um, and so then, because they are poisoned and put to sleep. Um, and they wake up in Dr. Otto's lair, like Dr. Otto actually gets them that far. Yep. But um, Lance is able to seduce one of the uh, pants optional ladies, um, <laughs> Tina. And Tina, Tina. Um, lets them escape because she finds um, a transport shroud. That's what they call it, a transport <laughs> shroud. <laughs> And she puts it over Lance and Doris and helps them escape. They transport out of Dr. Otto's cave. And at some point they're in Dr. Otto's elevator and Lance actually finally breaks down and is like, I can't do this. I think that is after running away from disguise number four. Okay. Rich Ernest. Rich guy. Yep. Rich, rich guy, not Ernest, (laughs) but rich guy, which my note here says he's probably the worst. 
Yeah, the like if the movie slowed down with the old neck brace lady, the movie just grinds to a screeching halt with the old guy. <laughs> like there is nothing going on here. No. There are some for some reason laser guns and Lance and Doris are running around like an empty warehouse even though there's a rich guy. Why is a rich guy disguised hanging out? At least the other people were like hanging out in areas that made sense like yes. Outback yeah. Ernest at the daycare. Yeah, Pirate Ernest out in the junkyard. Right. But the rich guy is in this like old warehouse or something. I, yeah, Ernest was probably like, I gotta fit these six <laughs> characters in. People know me. Yeah. People uh, want to see rich guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they ended up getting caught, I believe, by yeah. the rich guy, and then they go down the elevator, and that is the point where Lance is breaking down. And so then, now we're getting close to the end of the movie. Yep, movie's almost done. We're in the cave. There's a big fight. Um, Lance is fighting Dr. Otto, and Doris is fighting the robot. Um, I don't I don't really remember a good resolution to that, all that fighting. Basically, Doris destroys the robot. Okay. In my yep, notes, I remember that. In my notes, it says in parentheses, "Cave woman." I don't know what that means. <laughs> Doris goes cave woman, or there's there I was a cave. I think woman. Doris goes cave woman in destroying the robot. Okay. And then there is two buttons, and I think it doesn't matter what button that Lance presses; it's going to blow up Doctor Otto's. Yeah. Mountain. Um, so it does. Dr. Otto's mountain explodes. Um, Doris and Lance are able to get away somehow. Tina is with them now, too, because Tina was seduced by Lance because, oh, yeah. you know, who wouldn't be? <laughs> and. Not an ounce on him. Uh, so the mountain explodes. Everything is destroyed. And Tina, Doris, and Lance are pushing their car down the street and they stop at a gas station for gas. And this, I'll let you do the big reveal. But just as the listeners know, this movie is an hour and 31 minutes long. We are now an hour and 27 <laughs> minutes into this movie. Just know that going into this. The gas station attendant comes out to help them fill up their car, you'd think. And it's Ernest. It's finally Ernest. The whole reason why we're watching this movie. <laughs> And Wholesome Ern- Ernest. Ernest explains to them that because of the gloom beam, um, you can't buy gas because nothing mon- money-related w- works. And so they're like, well, we'll just have to keep going. And so then they... The next gas station, yep, they so they sell them gas. Go and get out and start pushing their car. And Ernest starts waving goodbye to him, And then... Hand, bum, bum, bum. hand, head, hand pops out. The hand shows up on Ernest, and we discover that this movie has all been an origin story for it, Ernest. It makes perfect sense. I think it does too, because as we've already seen with Ernest, scared stupid, he's got a fractured psyche. Yes, like under he's stressful situations all the time. Yeah, so. Dr. Otto climbs into the machine, the personality changing machine, when his lab explodes. And so it 
fractures his personality, turns him into Ernest, but he still has the split personalities to freak out. And that's why it's not just the personalities that change. It's the outfits. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. And that, and the Dr. Otto personality, it can't be completely gone because when he's waving goodbye to him, there's a sinister look in his eye. Yeah. But it's got to be mostly gone because this is Ernest now. Yeah. He must have gotten the hand surgically removed. I'm not sure. I, I think it pops up again at some point. I don't know. <laughs> I think that I'm going to watch every Ernest movie from here on out with a new light. Look, looking like, for... Looking for the head hand? Yes. Like, where's the Ernest sinister motives? <laughs> there, okay, two things that I need to bring up. One, th- when I found that it was on YouTube, I discovered that some versions of this movie have an alternate introduction. What? The YouTube version has one. The Amazon Prime version did not. What? Amazon? So the introduction is Ernest, like, at the gas station, and he's talking to Vern, as he did back in the old commercials and stuff. He's like, you know, Vern, you know, hey, Vern. And he starts telling the story to Vern about how this weird guy came to the gas station and built this contraption. What? And then he even like said, this is what he sounded like. And then he did the Dr. Otto voice and they build. And so Dr. Otto, according to Ernest, built a personality changing contraption. And so Ernest starts pressing buttons on it and the door opens and he like goes in and he's just goofing around. And then all of a sudden it turns on and starts flashing and stuff. Head hand. Oh, And he gets pulled into the machine. Oh, my gosh. That's the alternate opening to this movie. So that changes everything. It does. The origin story made perfect sense until this extra introduction scene. Oh, my gosh. What a twist. (laughs) So, So the question is either, okay, so it's possible this introduction is just apocryphal. Like it's yeah. n- it's not canonical. Yeah, we can just disregard it. Yes, it's not on Amazon Prime, so who cares? Yeah, it's not. It's probably not the final cut. But if it is, then that means Doctor Otto and Ernest are separate people. Yes, and somehow get melded together. Oh, we will have to discuss this theory when we eventually watch Ernest goes to jail. Oh. Because evil Ernest. My mind just got blown again. <laughs> now we now we have a possibility of where evil Ernest came from. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> we should talk about this ahead of time. No. Like, I just sprung this extra scene on you right now. Yes, I love it. I didn't know about that extra scene either. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to go back and watch it because I don't really think I need to, but it's good to know. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh man! Yeah, a whole new world. <laughs> Ooh. All right. So as we as we wrap up here, what's the life lesson he wants us to get out of this movie? I've got an idea, but I want to hear yours. So you'll notice it's like that a diamond. There's a lot of places to look at it. It glistens <laughs> in many areas. Lance Sterling's job was to solve the riddle 
of the gloom beam. The name of the movie is Dr. Otto and the riddle yes. of the gloom yeah, beam. there's a riddle. This riddle was never solved. No. Like, Barely mentioned. It was kind of an inaudible growl <laughs> from Dr. Otto. Like, it was a thing that Dr. Otto said at the beginning, and Lance Sterling said he was going to solve it, and then it completely went away for the rest of the... It wasn't brought up at the end. When they blow up the mountain and Dr. Otto's lair, they never once were like, what's the answer to the riddle? Yeah. The riddle is done. Yep. So, the moral or the object lesson of the Dr. Otto and the riddle of the gloom beam is if you blow stuff up, you don't have to solve any problems. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's very interesting. I mean, it's a theme throughout the movie, right? He blew up his parents. Didn't have to solve the parent the parent problem. That solved that solved Dr. Otto's problems and Lance yeah. Sterling solved Lance, the riddle problem. Yeah. Yeah. Lance left the scene with two ladies. <laughs> Tina and Doris. Tina and Doris. Yeah, mine was a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> so what what did you take out of this <laughs> I think in a in a very weird, twisted, not connected, didn't make a whole lot of sense. Probably not a worthwhile theme that they figured out, but I th- I think part of it is I I think he's trying to comment on our culture's reliance on money, uh huh, and that if it all gets taken away, <laughs> like somebody needs to come take it away. <laughs> but but society, there's no benefits to this. At the end, they're still they can't buy gas because yeah. that's still going on. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Otto technically wins this movie. Yeah. No one no one solves his riddle. He is earnest now, or yeah. again, yeah. or spliced. Yeah. We don't know. That That's it. <laughs> Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. <laughs> uh, will you be watching this movie again? Not anytime soon. No. Maybe the intro. I got to see this intro. <laughs> All right, everyone, thanks for listening. And uh, I think the next episode will be Ernest Saves Christmas, probably. Ernest Scared Christmas. (laughs) Ernest Scared Christmas. (laughs) All right, until next time, this is Hey Vern, it's a podcast. We're a morning radio show now. <laughs> just, just have all the drops. Ooga, ooga. I can't find my pants. Because Tina was seduced by Lance because, oh, yeah. you know, who wouldn't be? And <laughs> Not an ounce on him. Or wait, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I think is so funny because he's so American, right? Yeah, yeah. But America is married to the ounce system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, mm, little flaw in Lance's. Oh, hell, mm. huh? Sorry, Amazon. <laughs> it's still a great place to get your free two-day shipping <laughs> and lots of streaming. Really good stuff. Marvelous, Miss May- Mrs. Maisel won some awards. Good show. <laughs>
to the theme for Dr. Otto and the Riddle of the Gloom Beam. Our love festers like an open wound. Our sweetest torture will be starting soon. We'll hold hands in the moonlight as our passions congeal and in the confusion sustain a contusion that properly cared for won't heal. Our love festers like an open wound. Don't call the doctor. I'll be better soon. Then you'll infect me, knowing I'll infect you, knowing nothing can make us immune. And our love festers like an open wound. Thank you.